This, 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 this is mythical. This is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal, my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. You been? We're gonna getting ready to swing into another show, son. You ready to go? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Father. I'm reporting for duty. I am sorry that I was reporting a little bit late. Were you waiting on me? You've been waiting a pretty good while, but I, you know, sorry. You know, it's just like that song. You know. You know, instead of waiting on a woman, I was waiting on my son. Well, this this is the reason why I was late. This one right here. This fur bag oh. of bones. Jade. I, w- I was making myself some coffee, and apparently uh, the dogs were um, being held in the green room of our studio, and... Uh, they weren't in there when I went in the green room. I just went in there to kind of look at my hair, you know, give a little hair check. Because, Dad, I always yep. want to give you my best. I want to look my best I for you. I hear you. And then um, I stepped in, looked in the mirror, stepped out, and uh, something felt a little mushy under my foot. <laughs> it seems that I had stepped upon some dog shit. I stepped upon it. <laughs> I tell you, there's no silver lining to stepping in dog shit that I've found. No, it ain't no no silver lining. I, I, so that kind of put a stop to everything. I was like, well, I'm I'm glad I was the one to step in it because I know it was one of my dogs, and not an employee. That you know, it's like I don't want to do that to a to a member of the team. But when's the last time you stepped in some dog shit? <laughs> Let's turn it into a positive, a story. I can't. It's been a long time since I stepped in any. That's because Gypsy knows where to go, right? That that's yeah. Now I've stepped on a dog shit barefoot at home because my dogs will sneak off and they'll just they'll just they'll lay a little egg, and it'll blend in with the rug. And then you're walking barefoot, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you got you you're feeling squishing up between oh, your toes. Yes, squishing right up in there, Dad. Yeah. But the silver lining to that is that it's easier to clean. The other way, you got to go wash your shoe off, get everything clean, put back on, let it dry. So right now, I'm wearing I'm wearing two different shoes. Well, you you brought up a little bit about um, that you always go by and look at your hair and you know make sure everything's looking good and everything. Yeah. Well. I, I've been told by my wife that I need to get a hair cut. Oh. Uh, that it's getting a little long, you know, and I've been, I've been thinking about, you know, growing out like I did that time we did the episode where it was way down on my shoulders. But I, Yeah, when you did the cookie roulette. Yep. That was probably the, is that the longest it had been? Oh, yeah. Because it didn't get much longer than that before you decided to cut it. Yep, that's correct. But you've, over the... I, well, what do you have a plan? I mean, what was your response when Nancy's like, "It's time, Charles"? I, I just told her I I won't ready to get it cut yet. Oh, of course, of course. My son-in-law told me uh, this weekend when we was at the mountains at Beach Mountain up there, 
we was at a restaurant eating, something was said about my hair, and Carl said, you just need to get a damn haircut. <laughs> well, what, what was said about your hair I, then? That it was kind of messy, and it was all unruly, you know, from wearing a toboggan, pulling one off, and you know how it does when you do all that, and it's, yeah. you know you can't hardly do nothing with it, so... You know, he said, you know, you just need to get a damn haircut. <laughs> and I said, you just need to mind your own business. You just jealous because you, you keep yours cut off. <laughs> That's right. See, yeah, so, it's like, it's your hair. You got to do what you want with it. Uh, Christy gives me feedback. She tells me what she likes, but she doesn't like tell me, I don't know, it's got to get pretty bad for I don't think your hair looks, I think it looks pretty good right now. I mean, you got the headphones on and everything, but like. Yeah, man. I, I like it. I like it short, and I, I, I liked it when it was long. Does she like it when it's longer, and it's just a question of time? She likes it a little long where it fluffs up in the back and curls up and stuff, but not long kind of like it does now and flips up and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, you know. Have you ever had a mullet? Like a bona fide business in the front, party in the back. No, uh, uh, no. But one time I had it, had it. I grew it out one time back in the seventies and had a permanent put in it where it was all curly. What? I do yep. you have a picture of this? I would love for you to dig that up. I don't know if I'm fine. Was it like that? like was it a tight? Oh, yeah. like a Bob Ross fro type thing. It was. Pretty curly, yeah. Wow, I would like to see that. Let's go in that direction again. Yeah, uh, no, I ain't getting no permit. I can't you, believe yeah. you've never had a mullet. I mean, you know, growing up in Harnett County, Lee County. I mean, it, there were more mullets than non mullets, right? Yeah, they probably were, but I, I never had one. I think you should go with the mullet, man. Run it by Nancy, but just tell her that that's, that's my vote, that I'm encouraging you <laughs> to just toy with the mullet. Just give it a little. Don't knock it till you try it, Dad. All right. Yeah, hey, I might be game, yeah. I seen Blake Shelton with one, so, you know, if he, if old Blake can have one, I don't see why I can't have one. Right. Well, <clears throat> I got a holler out we're going to do, um, but I, I, I'm going to mess with your brain a little bit about this holler out. Okay. And uh, for this recognition story, and it it happened up in Beach Mountain this weekend, and I, I saw a guy... And we were in food line. I was in food line at the grocery store, and I was getting ready to leave and go out, and there was a guy standing beside a cart. And he, you know how some people, and I had my shirt on, said good mythical morning on it and all that. And, good work. Uh, and, the, and the guy was kind of looking at me, and I said, uh, do you know who I am? And he just said, well, no, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I said, well, do you, do you know do you know who, uh, what good, the show Good Mythical Morning on YouTube, or do you know Rhett and Link? And he said, oh, yeah. And uh, he, he told me a little story. And do you, you, uh, you ever remember a guy named Brian? 
a guy named Brian? Just yeah. Brian? Well, I met a lot of Brian's Brian. in my in my day, Dad. Back, uh, I'll just give you a little hint. It's back when you was going to school. Uh, you talking so like a high school Brian? The college, college Brian. I don't know. You got to give me a last name or something, a description. I I don't think I got his last name, but I got something that'll probably make you remember him. Okay. He he had a nickname. But this guy was really, Brian. He, he thought highly of you, and but he had a nickname, and his nickname was Blondie. <laughs> oh yeah, he he lived with me one summer. Yes, he did. That's what he said. He said he needed a place to stay, and you let him come and live with y'all in your house. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't seen him since since he since he moved out. Oh yeah. That is that is hilarious that you went up to him just and, and he thought he might have recognized and then <laughs> he just knew you from college and we and we talked for a little while and his wife was there and I didn't ask him a lot of questions but I, I thought this was pretty ironic that I stopped to talk to somebody he knew who you were but he didn't know who you were because of the show or anything yeah and I I just thought that was that was a pretty neat thing to run into somebody that you helped out going to NC State and needed a place to stay yeah. while I was going to school. Holler out to Blondie. I remember you, man. Hey, Blondie, we're giving you another holler out from uh, Charles and Link. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. <whistles> well, <clears throat> I got an uh, email from Tabatha... Tabitha Ellison, it says, if a blue bird has blue babies and a red bird has red babies, what bird has no babies? What bird has a, what, no babies? No bird. The no bird. The no bird has no babies. <laughs> what you laughing at? How about a... I thought that was a good answer. An, uh, that's pretty, yeah. The no bird? <laughs> no bird has. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. No bird, no bird, no bird. Yeah. <clears throat> but what she's got down here is a swallow. Oh. How do I feel about this? Has no babies? Uh, what What bird has no babies? A swallow. That's... That's that's I'm what just afraid Tabitha that, says. I don't quite get it, but I'm just afraid this is a BJ joke. Is it? Yeah, it might be. It might be. Yeah, but red bird and blue bird babies has red and blue. But I don't, right. I don't a know. No, no bird has no a bird that has no babies is a swallow. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> See, we put Logan in this position where she has to explain this stuff to us. Charles, do you get it? Well, I, it, uh, I don't know if I get it or not, but I, you know, a swallow is if if two birds can't get together and then she's just swallowing, it's because it's not getting to where it needs to get to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Just there you okay. Go. All right. Some jokes are better than others. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have another one? Do you have All anything right, that- to forget that? <laughs> okay. Well, let's go on. I got one from Jill McGee, and it says, "Have you heard about the man that ejaculated without a wiener?" <laughs> a wiener. No, I have not heard about this person who ejaculated without a wiener. He came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he came out of nowhere. Okay, I get that. I get that one. That one's very straightforward. You know, very straightforward. All right, I got a a question from uh, email from Laura, and it says, "What is the best piece of advice?" You've both ever been given. Do you do you have something in mind? Do you have like some great advice that you've gotten? The best advice you've ever gotten? I, I got a couple of things, but uh, yeah, a lot of people probably. But some of the best advice I've got through all the years and everything is never go to bed angry with your spouse. So how do you put that in practice? Well, I mean, if something goes on with me and Nancy, I try to make sure we. Talk about it and that we get over what we were disagreeing about and and come to a mutual agreement with it and just uh, where we can, uh, where I can get a little bit of that sugar in and go on off to sleep and have a good night's sleep. So, I, yeah, I, this is something that. I've thought about, it's come easy to me to want to do this because I just can't, I have such a hard time with unresolved conflict, you know? And I never have trouble falling asleep, but if anything's going to keep me from falling asleep, it's going to be like tension between me and Christy. Sometimes if, if I've upset somebody who's like, it's not Christy, but just somebody else, it's like, oh, did you, I it makes it hard to go to sleep. I hate it. I like, I, that's the only thing I wake up in the middle of the night is like, I wake up at 3 a.m. just thinking, oh man, I'm, the way that I said that, I don't know if I, that came out wrong. I don't know if I hurt their feelings or something. Like, I think about those type of things. And with Christy, sometimes she likes the space. You know, we t- back when we talked about the love languages and the love language yeah. is space when it comes to like being able to do your own thing. Well, sometimes in conflict, like, I just want to like fix it, fix it, fix it. Like get over it, get get beyond it. And it's like she makes a really good point. It's like, hey, I sometimes I need to have some space to process things. And if it kind of coincides with like the end of the day, there was a little bit of conflict about conflict there because I'm like, hey, we you know we don't want to go to bed angry with each other. But there's so that that's that was kind of a tough thing we had to work through. You know, because she'll be falling asleep in an argument because I insist on like, I just can't let it go. It, it can be the same way with me and Nancy, because sometimes it, it if I've done something that really pissed her off, you know, it might take her a day or so to get over it. But kind of what I'm saying is I, I'm going to apologize to her and let her know that I'm sorry and to just leave it at that. And then and it may be. The next day or something before she says something back to me about it, but I know I have tried to alleviate in the situation and 
tell her that I'm sorry. And, You've owned it. Uh, with what goes on and just move on, and then I can go to sleep. Whether or not she can go to sleep or not, but at least I've got peace of mind that I can go to sleep. Yeah, so, well, look at you throwing some more good advice in here. You're saying own your piece of it, take a step towards, but don't try to control the response. That's You know, because right. it's— Yeah, you have to— you know, it's um, kind of have to let them do that on their own time too, when they feel good about doing it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I feel that. But you got more best advice. What is it? And I got, I got another one that says, <clears throat> you know, if you want to be happy in life and you're gonna work and do stuff, you need to find something that you like to do, and and do that because. Liking what you do is half the battle of getting up and going to work every day. I don't mean to put this in a negative light, but I'm literally living my dream job. Like, this is what I dreamed up doing, and here I am doing it. Yet there's still days that I get up and I'm like, I want to do it. I don't want to do it. And so even in the best case scenario, there's still times when I feel that way. So, yeah, if you can, if you can engage your passions and and what and and something that you really enjoy in your career is what you're saying, then uh, you're you're off to a much better start, you know, because it's still it's still going to be part of it. Like you enjoy what you do, right? Yeah, you know, but I, I'm kind of I mean, I I've been doing what I've been doing, but for 40 years and sometimes i i wake up in the morning and say oh lord i got to go do this again today i really don't you know i I could i i I could take a day off and not go do this today but you know you just got to keep going and then after most time after i get on work get on up and going to work i'm good with it because i like what i do what's your favorite part about it the favorite part i can would even like what I've done the last three weeks where I remodeled this, <clears throat> scraped all that popcorn off and remodeled her kitchen and put had her new countertops put in and new cabinets and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when when you <clears throat> when you're about through and you see and you've got everything done and uh they're just jumping up and down ecstatic about how well everything looks and how well that I've done and fixed everything for them. That that that's what that's what makes it worthwhile to me. That doing a good job for them and and, and them them being uh, tickled to death with the job that I've done. Tickled and to death. Most of the time, most of the time, that's the way it is with what I do to people. Because if and I don't leave till you know they're satisfied with what they wanted me to do. So well, you're two for two. Do you have a third best advice? Probably the third one is that you need to <clears throat> just be honest with people and just tell them right up front, you know, uh, how you, you know, how you either feel about something or whether or not you can, you know, people ask me sometimes, can I do this to fix something? I said, no, I don't do that. I, it's just like plumbing work. I don't do no plumbing work. Mm-hmm. I tear up more than 15 minutes. Then a plumber can fix in two days. <laughs> so your third piece of advice is don't plumb if you're not a plumber. Yep. I got one for you. Okay. Don't sweat the petty stuff. Pet the sweaty stuff. 
<laughs> That's my favorite advice right there. <laughs> no sweat. Petty stuff. Say that again. <laughs> Pet the sweaty stuff. Pet the sweaty stuff. Okay. <laughs> you can have that one for free. I didn't make it up. You didn't? No. Just come off the top of your head. No, I didn't make it up. No, it's stuff. it's I think it's written on uh the five dollar bill, actually. On the five dollar bill. Did you know that Mythical has a coloring book? It features the cast and characters from Good Mythical Morning across 52 coloring pages. Visit mythical.com to get yours now. I got another email from uh, Holly Louise. He says, I recently got a new puppy, and we are working on getting him to respond to his name, Quincy. I would love it if you could help me with my puppy training. I thought, what better than some Charles Neal sound bites? I agree. Here, Quincy. Quincy, Quincy, Quincy. Come here, Quincy. Okay, Quincy, sit. Quincy, roll over. Come on, come on, Quincy. Go get the newspaper. Go get the newspaper, Quincy. Okay, Quincy, I want you to go pay my bills. Get some of your money, Quincy, and pay my bills. Come on now. See what you can do for me. Okay, Quincy, I want you to go down the food line and get me some eggs. Run down there and get us some eggs so we can make us an omelet scrambled up with uh, some cheese in it and put it on the plate and, and cook us some sausage you brought back from food line and fix all that up and get us some toast. And then when you get through, you got to wash all the dishes and clean them up and put them in the dishwasher and turn the dishwasher on so everything will be clean. So, Quincy, thanks for a wonderful breakfast. That's a smart dog. Quincy is one smart dog, Dad. Wow, you are, you're, like, you're like the dog whisperer. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. It's called the uh, Alpine Coaster, and this is what we rode when we at right across from Sugar Mountain. Oh, okay. And the next time you're at Sugar Mountain at the Alpine Roller Coaster, you need to go on and get on this roller coaster because, man, it's fast and it... It really moves, and it's a wonderful trip because you can buy a, a ticket on it, and you get to ride it three times in a row and go up it and go down it. And it's got these levers on it where when you get to the top of the mountain, you push them levers forward, and that's as fast as you can go. Well, when I got on it, I just pushed the levers forward and just left them there. And I... I was speeding around that thing and going, but my sweet Nancy, I want the same thing for her. You can see her going down the mountain, and she was pulling back on them levers, trying to slow that thing down when it was going around all them curves. And they'll take a video for you so you can watch it back to see how you react on the coaster. So here's us. Oh, my gosh. Look, she looks, she looks petrified. Look at her face. She's scared. Look at you. You're grinning. <laughs> she is not a happy she ain't camper. A happy camper. <laughs> All right. There you go. Alpine coaster, huh? Yes. Yeah, so 
you ever up on the mountains, you need to go try that. <laughs> well, like you uh, <clears throat> have you heard the news about what's going on down here at North Myrtle Beach? Give me some dispatch. It's time for the Belts Life Bulletin. The U.S. downs the Chinese suspected spy balloon off the coast of the Grand Strand. Yes. Hey. So, yes, I've been meaning to ask you about this weeks ago. It was like the huge thing where it was like the, the it, Chinese spy balloon was over like Montana, and then they like called off um, a trip to China because of it, and they were like all apologetic. And then, yes, what, what happened? Because it... It, did you? Were you the one who shot it down? No, no, no. Hey, this balloon was fifty-eight thousand feet in the air. Did you see it? No. And we were in the mountains, and uh, when it went on, but Man, I, the one time a Chinese balloon comes is shot down over Myrtle Beach, you're not even there, Dad. Missed it. But there's a lot of people that tell me about it. I mean. Uh, Danny right here sitting beside of me. She she saw the uh, about saw the whole thing. She said it was coming across, and they were following it with the car, and went out and and but they saw she she said she was backing her car up and thought she run into something when the uh, plane shot it down. It was a big boom. I mean, and I've had several people say, "Good God, it was a big boom when they shot." Because it, it was down. a missile, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. They shot it down with a missile. And where did it land? In the ocean? It landed out in the ocean. Yeah, that was one of the things they said. They didn't want to shoot it down across the United States after they took all the pictures they want to take and everything they want to get and probably already got the information back to China and then shoot it down over the ocean. They said it might have some nuclear stuff on it or something. So did, did they send some good old boys to go out there and recover it? And they're like swimming out there in their mullets? I don't know about the mullets, but they got the Navy and uh, down here uh, putting in at, at Myrtle Beach up under the bridge and going out and and picking up all the debris from it and everything. And <laughs> they even put something out on the TV today that said, if you find a, a piece of this debris from this balloon, don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Don't do nothing with it. Just call the authorities. So we, we'll come and get it, I thought. What are you? Are you crazy? How am I don't know it's, it comes from the from the, that balloon or not? I mean, is the way they shot that thing and blew it up? It blew it all to pieces. Could have been just part of a <laughs> bumper from a, a cord or something. Uh, I, the, the way the people were talking that was going out there and trying to retrieve all of it, they want many pieces of this thing left mm -hmm. <laughs> with what was going with what they used to blow it up. They didn't just shoot the balloon down. They shot the big thing up under it and blew it up, and then that's what made so they can't even hardly find the pieces of that with what they're looking for. So were people warned that it was happening, or was it like word of mouth that like people just looked up and saw it streaking across the sky, the missile? Well, I think I did hear that they had told something about that they were going to shoot it down when it got over the ocean, but <clears throat> I don't think that got out to a lot of people that that was going to happen. I think it was pretty abrupt when they, they blew that thing up with all the people around. And because it, it is several people I've talked to said, man, it was some kind of loud with what happened. Like it, it kind of shook stuff. 
with what was going on. And here you were just over on the Alpine coaster. Yeah, just riding around, didn't even know nothing about the balloon till we got back to the room and I saw it on the news and said, darn, we missed them shooting down the balloon. We could have been at home watching that. <laughs> can't be two places at one time. No, you can't, Dad. Well, I reckon we about to wind this episode up. Yeah. It was fun having all y'all with us here today. And y'all come on back next Tuesday and Thursday for another one. We're going to swing stuff around and see what we can get going again and if you got a joke a question or a comment you'd like to share with me just email me at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com and next week we're going to do some more spinning with what we're going to do again see what we can get into is that a guarantee y'all have a good that's a guarantee we're going to get into it and spin your world around again so y'all have a good one have a good week son I'll do it, Dad. Love you. Love you, too.